Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back. You have stumbled upon Tony Defio and myself, Brian Anthony Davis, and it Three is weeks. what is that, Tony? That's actually pretty Three cool. Weeks. What is that? Three, Three weeks. weeks. He's excited. Like he's jumping the gun. He's excited because he knows that the BTSC family of podcast will be getting ready in three weeks from right about now. We'll be two hours away. Three uh, three weeks and two hours away from the Pittsburgh Steelers and New York Giants. But there's so much to cover on the BTSC family of podcasts. And you have stumbled on the Q&A. It's the Steelers Q&A. It's your chance for you us to answer, ask a question. And then we answer ourselves. And then we try to get you to ask questions. And that's what we do in the second half of the show. As we look at the live chat, some great friends just pouring in. Pouring in. Jared Devils here. Brad Jewett. Ryan O'Toole, Ezra, Logan DiLorenzo, T-Money, Aaron, Just Me, and Kathy. Kathy from Kansas. Kansas Kathy checking in. It's great to see all of our friends here. I know more will be coming in. And let's say it right now because he's coming in. He always comes in late, but he always comes in with a what's goody. We know Marv's going to be in too. So what's goody, friends? Hey. One of us, Big Bro Sco, is also here. Big Bro is in the house. You can catch him tomorrow night on the Scobro show as Behind the Steel Curtain has you covered. Look, just about a month or two ago, you would come on here. We'd have one podcast today. How many do we have now, Tony? Two a day sometimes. We have the Just just Let's Ride in the Morning with Brian, uh, uh, sorry, Jeff Hartman, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, we have. Part- our retro shows on Tuesday. Retro shows on Tuesday morning. Stat Geek on Thursday. But now we have an extra show because when the Steelers are in pads, Jeff Hartman's going on as soon as he gets gets it out in the evening. It's the camp recap. So be looking on the podcast platform anywhere where you could stream anything behind the steel curtain. Just look for BTSC radio and get those camp reviews. So, uh, and we break up these shows. The Q and A tomorrow will be broken up into two parts. So it's uh, four things you could possibly download. And you know, Tony, you don't want to be driving around in your sled and looking around, trying to look at our faces and get mesmerized um, by how goofy we look. Not you. I'm just talking about myself because you're you're a handsome man, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what what I'm saying is you don't want to be distracted. You can just, hey, if you're at the gym, listen to us. If you're in the car, listen to us. If you're uh, hanging out with that special lady and you need some some extra voices in your head, we will be your Cyrano's. And so uh, <laughs> just listen to us uh, when you're on a date, too. Well, don't go that far. That's a bad date. You're not going to get a second one. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, t- Tony, you and I know all about second dates, so uh, right there, <laughs> there you go. Let's uh, let's get into it though today, Tony. Anything happened special in Steelerland today? I know James Washington talked to the media. Um, that's a good thing. I know uh, um, Tom Bradley also talked to the media as well. But has is there anything that uh, popped up on your radar screen today, Tony? Uh, nothing, nothing unusual, which I guess is good. Right. I mean, uh, this time of year, you don't want to hear about injuries. You just, you just want to hear about, uh, 
great progress being made. And I know, I know Ben had the day off Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback. And, and I think that's, that, that, that wasn't for any other reason than the fact that he's, he's older, David DeCastro. I know he was finally in pads. I heard, I heard that. So nothing unusual. I mean, not directly in Steeler nation, maybe outside of Steeler nation, there was some, uh, some in- intriguing news. Um, if you're talking about the Cleveland Browns and one of their top picks, their second pick, um, Mr. Grant Delpit going down within, was it an ACL tear, Tony? I just saw I, it before we came on the show. I, I saw it as a possible Achilles tear, but either way, it's Achilles, a pretty major, that's right. it's a pretty major uh, injury. That's a big deal. And he's a tough yeah. player. There's a lot of people that were, were talking about him as possible, you know, first pick for the Steelers um, with their second mm-hmm. round at 49, but he went beforehand. Um, so yeah, lots of injuries, unfortunately today. Um, Logan says Dupree got banged up, but finished practice. That's something that I did not know about. Um, also in practice today, we saw the return of David DeCastro. So that's good news because he hasn't had pads on yet for the right. first week. Not that right. we worry about a seasoned veteran like DeCastro, but <laughs> makes you wonder uh, why he was sitting out. Was he one of the false positives? Um, Steelers had six false positives yesterday. I mean, and that could be anything, but false positives make you make you kind of wonder what's going on. Um, it was mentioned, I believe, it was Ryan O'Toole said, how about the 77 false positives for the virus? I guess that was a, around the league. So, um yeah. You know, a lot of false positives, but uh, hopefully they are going to, you know, get that all cleaned up. And that's yeah. not something that happens on Saturday before game day or Sunday morning right. before game day, because that would be right. absolutely, gosh, we'd be talking lawsuits and we'd be, mm-hmm. th- there would be a mess. That would be um, devastating. Yeah. Gosh, wow. That would be incredible. Probably the biggest news, and I'm going to bring up Brad Jewett here, who says, Bye-bye, Earl. And that did not happen today. That happened over the weekend. And that is really what the first part of our show is about today. So if you're wondering what the title was, and the title is simply this, Steelers Q&A, would the Steelers risk locker room discord for another ring, Tony? And I'm talking about guys like Earl Thomas, Um, even Antonio Brown, I'm talking would after the Steelers went through the Antonio Brown drama in 2018. And, you know, who knows, who knows how long they've dealt with that drama. Right. Okay. (laughs) Would they actually risk it again to bring in a guy, the caliber of Earl Thomas? Cause he, he's a seven time pro bowler. He's a three time first team, all pro. And, Look, let me just throw this out there. We're not talking about the salary cap because, you know, I mean, I'm sure the salary cap's a mess for the Steelers. But, you know, it it wasn't in good shape when they had an opportunity to bring Joe Hayden in and they found a way to make that work. So let's just not let's just keep the salary cap out of there. But when you get an opportunity to see a guy like this, what happens? Everybody jumps like crazy and goes, oh, we got to get Earl Thomas. We've got to get uh, Eric Mm -hmm. Berry. We've got to get um, anytime somebody is available. We got to get Joe Hayden. Right. And that's what happened. I mean, they went out and got Joe Hayden, and that's very rare that they do that. But Joe Hayden was a special situation. 
Minka Fitzpatrick was a special situation. All these other situations out there, you get cut for a reason, Tony. Right. If you're available right now and there's there's something there, there's a story behind the story. So Tony, what's the story behind Mr. Earl Thomas the <laughs> 3rd? Uh, exceptional player, uh, one of the best at his position on the field, but off the field. I mean, these are things I didn't even realize until the weekend. I mean, I knew, I knew about the giving the uh, middle finger to his head coach a couple years ago, uh, Pete Carroll. I knew about that, but everything else, like the orgies and being late to team meetings, then of course, knocking out his teammate, Chuck Clark. Uh, there's a lot of baggage there. And we, and if you're a Steeler fan, if you're a Steeler player, you've been through that pretty recently with, with one Antonio Brown and years before that, there were a lot of other small problems that they had that they were trying to weed out. So uh, if you would have asked me this question five years ago and in, in, in the days of uh, Mike Mitchell and, and maybe even though he was a good guy, Sean Davis, uh, and that secondary was, was uh, considered a weakness for this team and maybe they needed one piece to maybe put it over the top. Maybe you, you, you risk it for a year. You're Mike Tomlin. He's Mr. Players Coach. All the players around the league love him. They always vote for him as the, the guy that they'd love to play for the most. Maybe you can get through for a year, and uh, but not now, no, because they first of all they don't need him anymore. You know, I, I their defense is so good now. They have so many great pieces. You mentioned Joe Hayden and, and Minka and Stephen Nelson, and and the weak link, as we always say, is is Terrell Edmonds, and he may be coming around a lot long. So uh, no, you don't. Would, would I risk it now? No, but it's a great thing when you have when you have such a talented roster now, you don't need to worry about a guy like Earl, Earl, Earl Thomas. You're not desperate for him. You aren't desperate for him, and that's the number one thing. And Tony, I want to thank you because you became the second BTSC podcaster besides me to use the word orgy on any show. And I'm just, it's something that just doesn't happen very often. But, uh, and it's just a funny word. I mean, yeah. Take away what it even means, just the sound orgy, just as funny. Um, or like, uh, or like uh, Grady Wilson said, orgy, orgy. <laughs> Grady Wilson from come on, you gotta let people know who Grady Wilson is. San Sanford and Son, Grady Wilson was really right. funny, and he, oh, yeah. you know, he had a like a six. A six-episode spinoff of Sanford and Son mm. with Grady, and I guess he moved in with his family. Right. I'm gonna have to look up to see if I can find one of those episodes on YouTube because Grady was really funny. Oh yeah! Wow. So one of I, the great, I, I, great characters ever in sitcom history. I, I love that you brought you brought him up, and you know that song I sang, the theme song from Sanford and Son. Who did that song? Quincy Jones. Look at the big brain on tone oh. death. Oh, yeah. oh, sit sitcoms, man. TV, TV in general, especially from the 70s and the 80s. I'm all over it. I, you know, I saw you. I hope you don't mind me bringing up your social media, but I saw something yesterday. Um, am I allowed to bring this up? Because I thought it was, I got a big chuckle. Oh, go right okay? ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Tony put something about, uh, you know, going out on a date with a woman and finding out that all he's interested in sports and she doesn't like that. And you said what, Tony? I also love sitcoms. I, I, so <laughs> I have depth. I have depth. It's not just football. Come I'll on. Talk Steelers and Sanford and son. I'm ladies. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I mean, 
that's that's a recipe for a lovely night. Dinner, yeah. Sanford and Son on the Steelers. Talk to Tony. Go out with Tony. Talk, that's awesome. talk about talk about sexy. Yeah. <laughs> the the ladies are lining up through the monitor right, right now. Right, right. Um, you know, if you were if you were thirty years younger, I'd let you date my daughter. But actually, my daughter's <laughs> not of not of no. I still wouldn't let you date my daughter because you still wouldn't be. Uh, You'd still be too old, but um, you're the kind of guy that I'd let my date my daughter. But I digress. We we're going back to uh, <laughs> as we do. We have fun. We get off topic, and uh, but yes, the only reason we're bringing up the the uh, famed orgy from uh, Earl Thomas the Third because that made his that made his uh, wife. I guess was it his wife or his girlfriend? It was it was his, his wife. wife. His wife, yeah, put a gun to his head, and right. the uh, the incident uh, he was doing this with his brother, so he kept that in the family, and uh, but it was enough for the Ravens reportedly to go ahead and see if they can get rid of him then to see if that was uh, a violation of his contract. Apparently, it wasn't because right. this freelancing that he does has frustrated so many teammates, and it has been a situation where a lot of people didn't want him around because his play has fallen off. He still had a good season. He had a really good season last year. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people were upset about uh, missing tackles in the, uh, in the playoffs against the Tennessee Titans. Um, But you know, the problem with Earl Thomas is all this freelancing, this me first attitude. Like I'm going to do my thing. I don't care what the team is doing. We've seen that with Antonio Brown here. Um, the Ravens were sick of it. So when he's throwing a punch, they're like, boom, we got it. Thank you. Right. Thank right. you, Mr. Thomas. You did exactly what we wanted. And, and for, uh, J- John Harbaugh to say, yeah, I, I didn't really see it. And I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure it out. I mean, but Eric DeCosta is there is like, thanks. Now, yeah. now we can let him go. And with, right. con- with a conduct detrimental that, uh, they withhold money and there's some things that uh, there's some things that they're going to have to figure out. I'm sure there's going to be uh, some mediation here because they're, they're going to be fighting, but <laughs> Christian Kale says freelancer on and off the field. And uh, yeah, I, I have people, I, I love this job. Jav man says the thing that bad says, and uh he isn't Mr. 2 a.m. for nothing, says Logan. I, I don't even know what I said. I, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Although I, I, I will say this about Earl Thomas and, and the fact that the Ravens are, are, are serious contenders. It, it says a lot about him and that his teammates said that the leadership counts, which I, I assume is are, are Ravens players, that they said, no, nah, we, we just want him gone. I mean, because you're this close to, to, to maybe winning a Super Bowl and he's one of your better players. And you're like, eh. We want him. We want this guy gone. So it says that says a lot right there. Let me bring a vodka drinker here because this is really interesting. I can see Ravens upper management asking a low level player to start the fight for just that reason. <laughs> well, I Would, mean, did you see that? No, I mean the Ravens are say what you want about them, and I don't like them, but they're they're, they're a pretty well run organization, you know, from top to bottom. So I don't think I don't see them doing that. But I. They are, I but they, can you like plant a seed? Can you be like, hey, you know, like, hey, 
look, I can't get rid of him, uh, Chuck Clark. But well, if you want to, if you want to, like, start a fight with him and, and call him out and uh, see if he blows, I mean, maybe you can get what you need. Hey, there's always collusion everywhere, and I'm, right. I mean, I can see the steel. I can see anybody doing that. Um, but if he's a problem and he wore out as welcome, the Ravens, I, I applaud the Ravens for doing it. And I mm-hmm. also love the fact that the Ravens do lose, lose a player that went to the pro bowl last year and right. uh, was a very good player for them. I mean, even though his play has fallen off, he's still pretty good. And that right. is a loss for them. Um, I want to bring up alpha male nine one zero. I love that name. Earl Thomas posted their practice on Twitter. That was a fireable offense enough. Thanks for the $4.99. I appreciate the super chat. You can get your super chat in if you wish and you get to the top of the queue. Alpha male, you are absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, people went, and nobody, nobody really said anything about that. Remember when Mm -hmm. people went crazy when Antonio Brown um, did the Facebook Live thing? And I was watching it because I used to, get a kick out of the Facebook live things when he did it back then. I I would tune into all of them and I'm watching it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's he doing? What is he doing? Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, you post the practice on Twitter. Yeah. That's uh, you knew at that point that, all right, when he posts that there's no way they're keeping them. Um, And I love back to what we were saying about uh, Ryan O'Toole (laughs) says Belichick would do that. Like uh, tell a player to start a fight so we can cut him. Um, (laughs) But Belichick would just cut him. I mean, he doesn't care. He's just going to be like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm cutting you. Um, But so, you know, really interesting thing here that he's available. And how many people out there want the Steelers to pick this guy up? I know Ezra said, hey, take him for the season. Um, And I respect I respect Ezra. Um, I respect everybody else that says, you know, you don't need the cancer in the, uh, in the locker room. Right. And that, that's kind of the situation that you have here. Um, he's definitely a cancer here. Would you, is there a guy out there? Is there a guy anywhere out there that the Steelers would risk locker room discord to go get right now? If he became available. I, I'm, I'm talking anybody because we didn't know on Friday. We had no clue that Earl Thomas was going to be available starting Sunday. Right. Yeah. Or anybody on a different roster. You you can say anybody. It's hard. It's honestly, it's hard to, to think of anybody other because it seems like they're, they're in pretty decent shape just about everywhere. Uh, you know, in terms of, of starters, uh, maybe a, a running back, but even then, I you know I, I'm comfortable with James Conner and, and and now Benny Snell. No, I really can't think of anybody. It's just not. They spend so much time rehabbing their image. I mean, as recently as 2019, you know, after even though AB was going out of his way to burn every bridge and 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 you know, to, in Pittsburgh, there were roundtables you know by the national media, ESPN, NFL Network. What's wrong in Pittsburgh? I think this is Ben Roethlisberger's for, uh, fault and blah blah blah. So. I think that uh, they, they spend so much time rehabbing their image. And 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 if you look at their last four or five drafts, I mean, when was the last time anybody from any draft class going back to 2016 has gotten into real trouble? So I think they're, they're, they vet these players more closely now than they ever did. And, and they're all about character. And, and, and they've proven that you can find really good players that are also really good people. So uh, I, I think they're, 
there, there isn't anybody I can really think of. And that's, I think that says a lot about the, their, their talent level too. I'm going to bring a Brown in here. Anybody that says that has short-term memory loss, Antonio Brown for nine seasons, how many rings? Zero. It would be a regression. And, and I agree. Um, you know, Mark Tobin is on the other side of the coin though. He's like, um, actually, sorry, I brought up the wrong one. Mark Tobin says we can cut them after the season if they want to laugh out loud, but, uh, sign Des, bring back a B sign bell. Who cares? We trying to win. I just think that, uh, I'm a big piece of the puzzle type of guy. And I talk about that all the time. I would rather bring in an unknown like Ryan Clark was when the Steelers brought him in, in 2006, he was virtually unknown. I'd rather bring a guy like that in that could fit the scheme. That's hungry to play, or I'd rather keep Terrell Edmonds who is hungry to play. Right. Um, the, the other day, I Taylor said he just needs consistency. He it's up to him, but he has consistency. Um, issues and if he can fix that he'll be in better shape and you know what he does have a really he has a really good um, camp from what I he has had excuse me a really good camp so far from what we have heard um, I want to bring up Tate Boys my good friend Tate Boys here Jerry Davis Detroit middle linebacker first round pick two years ago he can be got for the cheap and um, yeah so he was a rookie I'm going to correct you a little bit. He was a rookie uh, three years ago in 2017 when Juju came in too. That's a guy that I think they would have drafted if they would have had the opportunity to get uh, Jared mm-hmm. Davis. He's a really good player. He's had some ups and downs in Detroit. That would be a, a good kind of player to bring in if you can get him on the cheap. Um, right. And I know he's a, he's available. But a lot of people don't want the poison of an Antonio Brown again. They don't want the poison of and Earl Thomas the third. And, right. but you know what, you know who they do want, because we found out that he really wasn't much of a poison. A lot of people still want bell back. Yeah. I think they, they, they inquire about him last year uh, at the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, yeah so a he lot really of people like, like that guy. There. No, he, he, just, he, he was, just, he was young and immature. Right. And, and he just, he was all about, you know, he was just trying to get paid, which they're all trying to get paid. It's just, he couldn't work anything out here and he, and he tried to use his leverage as best as he could. And, and I mean, I, I don't agree with the fact that he held out of all, all of 2018, but uh, the training camp stuff that didn't bother me. Uh, that bothered a lot of people that he held out of training camp, but uh, other than the regular season, when he held out in 2018, I didn't really have any issue with him uh, other than the drug test that he, that he failed or showed up late for and got him suspended. But as far as a, a person, he seemed like a, a decent enough guy. So, you know what, I've, uh, I didn't have a problem with Le'Veon Bell. Um, I, I might've had more of a problem back then, but when I stopped and looked at it, I, I don't, I would have welcomed, I would welcome him back. The problem is he would have to get cut and agree to come back because you're really, you really cannot bring on that contract. Um, because you know, you know, you really can't, but like I said, if anybody's going to find money under the under the couch cushions, it's going to be Mr. Omar Khan. I just don't think that uh, there's enough under the cushions right now, but, but that's not really the conversation I'm going to, we're going to end this 
and with this, before we go to break, this isn't fantasy football. We can't just bring in as much talent as possible and not care about the locker room chemistry. Ryan Kellerman says that. And I think that's the number one thing. Locker room chemistry is the key to it all. Because when you go back to Barry Foster leaving, who a superstar, everybody thought it was going to fall apart. They replaced him with two guys, Eric Pegram and Bam Morris went to the Super Bowl. Um, we have seen other superstars leave before. Uh, we saw, gosh, we saw Plexico Burris go and they won a Super Bowl um, mm -hmm. with Cedric Wilson in his spot. You well, know, that's the thing. It's a... Go ahead. Well, no, it's, it's a, like I was saying earlier, it's just a matter of how, how desperate you are to get a player like that. If you, if you think that you need somebody like that to put you over the top, then yeah, you, you maybe you, you risk it. Maybe you risk it. Maybe you're, you're, you, you feel like you have good leadership in the locker room and you have a great, you obviously have a great leader in Mike Tomlin as your head coach. You go for it. But you know, when you look at their roster now, maybe they don't have a, an Antonio Brown level player, but they have three or four really good young receivers. And one of them has already been to a pro bowl. Maybe they don't have Levy on bell in the, in, in the backfield, but they have a pretty good one in James Conner. And it looks like they have, a couple other guy, uh, young guys who may who may be uh, stars in the future. So it, it's just a matter of, of, of desperation. And their defense is so strong now that you can get by with a Terrell Edmonds who is not really that bad. And and as you said, he, he doesn't even play the same position anyway. As you wrote in your article today, he's he's a free safety. You have one of the best in the game now, and make a Fitzpatrick. So. You know, we do have a tendency to want these big names coming in, but if you're like Mark and Ezra and you would take him in a heartbeat, there's nothing wrong with that because you're, that's your opinion and this is a safe place for your opinion. Um, that's valid because not everybody agrees with my opinion also. Um, they find worth in it. They would not have a problem in, with bringing them in and they think it would work and I have no problem with them thinking that. Just like uh, I'm probably going to say, yeah, I don't want to mess with this guy. I'd love to have his talent, but I don't want somebody messing with scheme and somebody that's going to be a problem. And we are going to talk more about what do you want to talk about after this. So start getting your questions in for the show as we wrap up. Most of the consensus says no Earl Thomas coming in. I don't think he's coming in anyways. I think he's going to the Dallas Cowboys, but Stranger things have happened. Nobody thought Minka would be coming here um, last year either. So uh, we are going to wrap up part one of the Steeler Q&A. We're going to take a brief break, and we're going to come on right back with part number two. Get those questions in starting now. <laughs> 